What up? It's girl Iggy. TMI with Iggy is live and in person from my lazy boy rocker. And uh, today I am feeling a little bit better. Maybe because I slept. I don't know. The music you hear in the background is not mine. But I'm going to turn it up anyway. Um, These are the... What is it? Um, This is the Chill Hop Year Mix. Chill Hop and Lo-Fi Hip Hop. 2018 version. I like these Chill Hop things, man. They got this cool art. Concept art, I guess you could say is what it's called. And uh, it's very cool. So yeah, thank you for for listening in today. And man, I just want to say thank you to the to the creator. Um, I guess I let it out. I let it out. I let it out. Some much needed tears that needed to be let it out. But um, I guess it comes and goes, you know, when you're dealing with death. They say that there is no, there is no exact time that you will be healed. <laughs> like them evangelists, you know, like the televangelists. You are healed. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So, um, okay, so let's see. I know I haven't been on here in a minute. And um, this is uh, our third study of... Um, the strengthening our families section of the uh, Red Road to Wellbriety in the Native American way. And um, and right now I'm on page one, two, three. Um, and if you want to follow in your books, you could see we are starting um, the eight feelings. And uh, we're going to go one feeling at a time. And hopefully I don't uh, run off into too much time. Uh, Let's see. So, um, yeah, everything's been good with me lately. Um, I tried to go on medication and uh, to be totally honest, and here comes the TMI. It made me so constipated that I couldn't shit. Fuck that. I don't need something that's going to kill my bowels. No, I appreciate a good healthy movement after coffee every morning. Thank you very much. For real though, like, god dang. No, I don't want those pills. You know, I thought like maybe it was going to be like, you know, but no, it wasn't. So we can we can forget that shit. Um, but Miigwech for, um, for coming in and hanging out today. Um, it kind of looks like it's kind of cloudy out there, but who knows, man, is it me or is the world ending? Cause I think the world is ending, you know, um, there's this, uh, there's a volcano going on or you know like sometimes i don't know if i trust the the media outlets that i look at (laughs) you know what i mean it's so weird the world is so messed up and then the coronavirus thing and hang on so that was weird um anywho um 
Yeah, so it seems like the world is coming to an end. And I know that there was, you know, like in Texas, the Texas Rangers or whoever those guys are on horseback were seriously, the Border Patrol actually, was roping up uh, the Haitian immigrants who were who were uh, held up at the border. Like, these dudes ain't trying to, like, shit. I think they even happy they got caught. It's terrible what's going on out there, man. And I'm like, I'm not in a la-la land because I'm trying to fix myself so that I could fix the world that we are coming into. ¿Sabes cómo? Um, because this world is ending. And uh, who knows what's in store for us in our old age. I'm 42 years old at this present moment. And um, I'm trying to get my life together. And it's not in a, in a mad panic scramble like for toilet paper or anything. But it's just like... Uh, you know, there are more important things out there. I think we all need to start focusing on self, loving ourselves, because we ain't loving each other very well. And I think there's a deficiency of self-love out there um, going on. But anyways, like I said, welcome to TMI with Iggy. I am your host, Iggy, a.k.a. McCoons, a.k.a. Inacia, a.k.a. Iggy, the original. Well, I might not have been the original because I know there's Iggy Pop. And then I know there was me, and then there was Iggy from uh, Australia. So, you know, <laughs> it's all good. We all got love, and I'm sure we all very good Iggy's to be to be dealt with. So, anyways, um, moving into our, to our study time. Um, the first of the eight stages of feelings is trust. And from what I have read, it's only like a paragraph. So, you know, we ain't got to get too far into things. Um, it says, trust is the feeling an infant must have during its first year in order to have a healthy development. Um, wow. If I were to tie this up with the um, criminal, with the, uh, I'm studying criminology in my um, criminal justice class. And it is, um, you know, it's crazy because like um, it says that victims who have been physically abused, uh, children um, is specifically what we're talking about here, that if they are um, physically abused, they have a higher tolerance to pain. Now, could you imagine an infant who is physically abused? Uh, maybe not so much right out of the womb, but you know, oh my God. And I don't even want to like, I hate even thinking about that. But could you imagine that these, you know, the mom and the dad are so into their lifestyle that the baby right out of the womb has to, uh, is immersed into that lifestyle and everything that comes along with it. Being pinched, being punched, being slapped talked too harshly by the time that and this baby has no preconceptions or pre-misconceptions about life itself it's just born it's just learning so imagine as the child develops what that child will become when it when it comes to being uh playing rough housing or you know just being in their natural uh in their natural way but having learned from 
you know, from the cradle that life is harsh because mom would pinch him, slap him, punch him, you know, talk to him harshly and not in the ways that you handle a baby, but in ways that you might handle a young teenager, like, orale, cabron, you know, fucking snap, smack him upside the head, get with it. But this is a baby we're talking about. So it says that trust in order for any human being to have a healthy development needs, um, we as infants need to have that trust bond between ourselves and the world around us. And uh, the infant must know that people are good and trustworthy and that the world is a good place that he or she can trust. You know, um, I came across a young lady a few years back who, who was who told me straight up and I, I, I admired her for this. She was a booster and she had told me one time or, you know, that I had got to know her. She said like, you know, I'm sorry if you feel a certain way, but you know, in the times that we're living in, I got to teach my daughter how to survive. And it was just her and her daughter and she was expecting. And, um, when she told me that, she was teaching her daughter how to survive because the world that they are living in, there is no room for fucking this uh, loving, caring, maybe not even that. Like there was there was no room to be soft is what I took from it. Right. And I thought, you know what? That's quite all right. That's quite all right. I admired her for it because me, I would have been, I'm the opposite. You know what I mean? I would have been like, I'm a victim, you know, or maybe, maybe not. But I know I damn sure wouldn't have been teaching my kids from that young an age how to boost shit so that we could pay rent, so we could pay the light bill, so we could get what we want, you know, and, uh, and she was about it. And I had to, you know, hey. Fucking echele ganas, you know what I mean? Echele ganas because, damn, you know, and it's, um, you know, it's weird to be, to be saying this, knowing that I'm studying criminal justice, but then again, who's the real, what, who are the real criminals here, right? Who are the real criminals here? And, um, when is the point of no return? When, when do we stop? When do we say enough is enough? And to whom do we say enough is enough? You know, I don't want nobody to bully my kids. And I don't want my kids to bully nobody. So, of course, I'm going to tell them, little fuckers, don't you be mean to anybody because there's somebody always bigger than you. And two, if somebody bullies my kids, I'm going to tell them, you fight the fuck back. And no, I'm not encouraging bullying. But I'm also not encouraging meekness and um, this martyrdom. Like, oh, well, that guy slapped me, so I just let him. And some kids don't have it in them to fucking fight back. They just don't. Especially if they're not raised like that. So anyways, children and humans in general need to know that they can... They can trust the place that they're living in. But if the trust is missing, then there is an out-of-harmony, unhealthy development of mistrust. And mistrust may lead to family member breakup or 
parental rejection or withdrawal later in life. Now say that this child who is being reared in a violent and uh, addicted world, you know, in an atmosphere that is not, you know, picket fences and daisies, you know, that's, you know, project living and um, reservation living or, you know, wherever the fuck it might be, ranch living as we say it out here. Because out here too, man, in the middle of nowhere, the, 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 the last place on earth that you think would have drugs is infested with drug addiction. And that makes it fucking, that makes it sad to think about. Because that child is developing trust amongst the people that are in his family's circle. Be that family circle, it's not going to be the... Um, you know, the, the Brady Bunch circle. Who the fuck grows up like that? Not many of us, that's for damn sure. And um, so, so this child, his trust is going to be within, within those locals, those crazies that he can trust them motherfuckers, but it's those honest people over there that he can't trust. So trust goes both ways and it can be looked at from so many different ways. And so for us ourselves as human beings, we need trust regardless of where we are living in order to feel safe and sound. And if we don't have that, it'll cause us problems. You know, so say that person, say that young man or that young woman or that little boy, that little girl, she doesn't trust, um... She doesn't trust the place that she's in because something has happened. And she has a different point of view all of a sudden. And everybody who she grew up around or who she was raised by and with are the bad guys to her. That will cause her to be rejected from her family because she does not trust the circle or the community that she was raised in because something has happened to her within that circle of family, within that community of family. And she will rebel in some sort of way, whether she be uh, a a child who was raised in the barrio, in in the hood, whatever you want to call it, um, amongst the crazy people, or if she's the child who was raised in the church setting. It goes both ways. There will be a rebellion. And um, it will be on account of mistrust. And what causes mistrust? Well, I think you and I both know what causes the mistrust. You put your faith, you put your love into somebody, or you put your absolute heart into being, loving them, to loving them. And they turn around and they bite you or slap you in the face. So it leaves us unable to develop close relationships. Therefore, we end up alienating ourselves from anybody who might want to actually take the time to get to know us, be our friend, be that day one. And... um. Because we have already felt that, you know what, the world is not safe. Why? Because Uncle Pervy over there decided to get pervy with me. And let me tell you this too, speaking of an Uncle Pervy, um, 
what if uh, there's a statistic out there that says I think it's like 90% of rape and molestation goes unreported because it happens by somebody who is known so we have to teach stranger danger not with fear but with facts and we have to let and it's how do we teach our children to be careful that there might be you know wolves in sheep's clothing you, you know that would disrupt you that would definitely tell your child that the fucking world is is untrustworthy because you can't trust uncle or auntie because they're going to be mean in some kind of way you know and then you have to keep it to yourself because why deep down you love these people they might have only they might have shown you love up until a certain extent of your life or to a certain period of your life and then all of a sudden wham they fucking coming home hold on and they they you know they betray you in some way you know and then you since or i or that child being unaware of what is happening to them takes blame and put blame on themselves this is wrong i know it i feel it in my body but it's my wrong because cuz i don't know how to say no cuz i don't know how to say stop because i don't know how to say don't touch me like that or there in my private areas you know what i mean so so the first one is trust and that will throw anybody you know it'll lead to a family breakup and it will it will too i think that's why so many of us are divided as families um because why well i used to tell you everything and then you turn around and and you treated me like shit when you were with your friends knowing how down i am for you you went to be down with those assholes who ain't down for nobody but themselves and um you know so it goes both ways and trust can be made you know what i mean like it can be made in the white picket fence go to church type of way and it can be made in the you know do dirt fucking ride or die way that that so many of us live in today and it's difficult but for those of us who are getting clean what we have to remember is living amends and i heard that in a in a recovery meeting the other day this old guy was saying like you know you can't you can't just get sober and then it's like trying to sobriety is kind of like religion you can't fucking shove it down somebody's throat because they're going to get offended it's like a penis you know what i mean it's all fine and good to have one but it's until you start fucking shoving it in my face that you know we're going to have a problem you know what i mean so like if you it's like i get clean and sober and all of a sudden decide to tell my four children okay well you know since i'm since i'm getting clean and sober let's all sit down together for for dinner and you guys are going to tell me what's going on in school or we're going to you're going to tell me um everything that's what's wrong in your life and we're going to start living together like this they're going to be like bitch fuck you what you had your chance a long time ago to do that shit but you'd rather go on and get numb so fuck off right that's exactly what they're going to say they're going to say fuck off 
So what we have to do as we are in recovery is that we have to live. We have to live it and not preach it. Live it and not preach it. You know what I mean? Just, hey man, I'm doing me because why? Recovery is a mindset. And until you have that set mindset, then, you know, you're going to be back and forth like a pendulum, you know, like a chango on his on his swing, you know, like a monkey on a swing, just back and forth. And um, and it's terrible to think about that. But you know what? It is very true. It is very true. And um, so I'm going to say enough uh, for that. Um, just like I said, you know, um, trying to rebuild um, trust in a family that is out of harmony and has, you know, developed a, a sense of mistrust over the years, depending on how much you use or how long you have been immersed in in the crazy of alcoholism and addiction. Um, it's going to take some time, but the best thing to do is to live your amends. You know, you can say you're sorry all you want to, but until you start showing it, then your people will be like, Orale, that Niji right there is doing good. And some are going to bet against you and some are going to be all for you. But the most important thing is, is that you be for you. Because regardless if they jump on with you and say, Orale, we can do this. We love you, bro. We love you, sister. Um, the only one that has you is you. You know, remember that. I'm the only one that's got me. Especially in those ways in our minds that we cannot uh, explain to another human being. Even though we know that they would understand, but we just, just don't know how or we just can't for some reason. You know, it's just not, we're just not on that level as friends or as family. So during those dark times, I am the only one that's got me. And whether I'm talking to my bear, my dog, my cat, or the, or the picture of Leonard Peltier on my wall. Um, you know, I'm the only one that's got me. And so by having me and staying true to me and living true to my own self, I will show, I will show progress eventually out outwardly to, to those around me and to those that I love and to those that I wish to prove myself to, even though, you know what, in all reality, we don't need to prove nothing to nobody except our own selves. And that's the beauty of it. So anyways, miigwech for tuning in. Uh, that's it for TMI with Iggy. And I hope to see y'all back here soon. I love yous. Uh, miss you. Um, hit me up if you need me, man. Uh, Ignacia Martin. I think it's like Facebook something or other. I don't know. Find me on Facebook. I'm there. Um, and, uh, you know, let me know what you guys think. Um, and even if you don't, let me know what you guys think. Thanks for tuning in.